Tonight's episode is sponsored by Mountain Sea Blast, the only soda available on Mars. everybody doing on the boat i'm captaining okay so you got your little hat on and your your white shorts i have a corn cob pipe i'm driving the boat uh towards the island and how about osmond i'm keeping an eye out for danger well then you get to roll to read a bad situation i'm so glad it's me four and a four Plus my sharp of one, make that a nine. Ooh, with a nine, you get to ask one question off of the chart. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? No, because you've just noticed the danger. As a large shadow moves over the boat. Is there a bird above us? No. Is there a mass of birds above us? Yes. Very yes. Are they all seagulls? Many, many seagulls. I will gun the throttle and try to outrun them. You're gunning the throttle, you say. So you're acting under pressure, you say. Uh, I didn't say that. Those are your words, but... All right, well, a five and a three is an eight. Uh, Plus my cool, which I believe is a one. Uh, It is. It is a nine. You rolled a nine. I did. Okay, so you'll be able to outrun these birds, but you'll be going in the wrong direction. Well... I don't want that. I'm going to continue to head towards the island, but I am also going to free my broadsword so that it might act to deter them. With a mighty burst of heat, your broadsword ignites in your hands. But the birds draw closer. Trevor, what you got? Are they, like, menacingly attacking us? Watching us? Following us? They're coming closer, and... You're not sure exactly what a pack of menacing seagulls looks like versus a pack of regular seagulls, but you're guessing that these are menacing seagulls. Well, then I go to the mini-fridge and take out a couple pack of hot dogs and throw them off the back of the boat. Okay. Uh, You know, open them first, because, you know, I'm not stupid. So you're just trying to lure the seagulls away from you? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man, because, you know, seagulls are like... You know, flying rats. So, have at it! Okay, you start throwing hot dogs. Roll to act under pressure. Okay. Well, a two and a one is a three. (laughs) That's not good for me. My act under pressure is a cool for a one, which makes it a four. Oh, with a four, you start throwing hot dogs and draw the attention of the seagulls. They dive bomb you. They take the hot dogs out of your hand. And they begin pecking you menacingly. I will leap in front of him to cover him and put myself in between him and the bird doing all the pecking. Please roll to protect someone. Uh, six and a one is seven, plus my tough of three for a ten. With a ten, you dive in and start swatting away the seagulls. You beat them back, and they only make away with Trevor's lunch and his wallet. Aw, oh, man. 
I got that on holiday. How strange that you took a holiday to get lunch. I know, right? The birds are still circling. It looks like they may soon make another pass. Approximately how long is it going to be until we get there? Maybe two minutes. I'm going to get my shield out and be ready to protect whomsoever might be the target of another dive bomb. You get your shield out, and you prepare yourself to leap in the way of the assault of birds, but then the birds come straight at you. Bring it. I shall not balk in fear of the oncoming enemy! And with that, you are crashed into by a plume of birds. They knock you down and just begin covering you, squawking and defecating. The visor of your helmet is clogged up and you are finding it difficult to see. I try to take an open hand and just brush the outside of the visor so I can try to see again. Yeah, you're able to, to get a little bit better vision, but they're still swarming all over you. Og. Sure. Help Osmond. I scream over my shoulder as I continue to try to bring the boat into the island. Og walks over and grabs Sir Osmond by the torso and begins shaking him furiously. The birds back off, squawking. But you are now going to be minus one forward from the dizziness. That's enough! Put me down! He gingerly places you on your feet. Great work, young Og. He smiles and his tail wags. I sit down and open my visor just in case. You're getting closer to the island. I reach over and grab the hose off the wall. Because, you know, boats have hoses so you can clean them off everywhere. So, like, I'm going to use this one and turn it on. And if the birds come by, I'm going to squirt them. Well, the birds begin another dive. Yeah, squirt. But they're not diving at you. Aww. They're diving into the water at the back of the boat. That's not where birds belong. You hear some awful squelching noises. And the boat's engines begin to smoke. And you begin slowing down. What's happened? I saw them dive into the water and thought they knew defeat and sought to just end their own existence. Why are we stopping? I think they did choose to end their own existence, Osmond, but I believe they did so to depower our motor. I'm afraid, gentlemen, that we're going to have to leave this boat much the same way we got in it. No, no, man. I have a trolling engine in the front. And I put the trolling engine in the water. It's much slower than my regular engine. But, you know, this way I don't have to abandon the boat. Yeah, roll to act under pressure. Okay. Well, six and one is a seven. And my cool for one makes that an eight. Okay. So you have the engine, and it's just going to take you a couple of minutes to get it set up and ready to go. All right, tough guys. Keep me safe. And I start setting it up. I will stand in a flanking position to one side of Trevor while he sets the engine up to try to cover his six. And I will lower my visor once again and be in the position to intercept on the other flank. The remaining birds begin to circle and prepare for another dive. They're coming back in at you again, Gavin. Do I see them coming from very high up or just kind of high up? Just kind of high up. I'm going to see if I can't bait them into missing me and the boat entirely. Okay, roll to act under pressure. Uh, that is a five and a two for seven, plus my cool of one for an eight. Okay. 
you think you're going to be able to bait them into moving, but it's going to take a little bit of time. You're going to have to move around, readjust, and it's going to take your focus for, for a little bit. If it keeps them occupied, I think we'll be okay. It'll give Trevor some more time to get everything set up. So while you're dancing with the birds, Father O'Malley, you smell something foul. Crawling up over the side of the boat is a vaguely humanoid creature. I'm going to grab the hose that Ebbs had and attempt to spray it off the side of the boat. Like to spray down the side of the boat so it's too slippery for it to climb up. Roll to act under pressure. All right, a six and a one is a seven, plus my cool of one is an eight. So you lean over and start spraying this thing, and it's having a little bit of trouble finding purchase until its greenish scaled skin on its back rips open and wings form. It flaps twice, beginning to gain altitude as the rest of its body sloughs the fish-like skin and turns into a form you might recognize. Oh no, not these things again. As it's approaching, I'm just going to draw back, and as soon as its head comes up over the side of the boat, I'm going to punch it in the face. Well... It is flying upwards and has made some distance from the boat. So you're not quite oh. able to reach it. But it does swoop in towards you. As it comes my way, I'm going to attempt to grab it and essentially, for lack of a better term, suplex the hell out of it. Roll to kick some ass. <laughs> okay, so a one and a one is two, plus my tough of three is a five. Sounds like somebody's getting some experience. It does sound that way now, doesn't it? As it reaches you, it uses its hind talons to grip into your shoulders. Take one damage defeating armor. All right. Taken. And it flaps its mighty wings again and begins to take off, carrying you with it. Oh, Lord. You, you have guided my hands before. May you guide them again. And I'm going to do to this thing what I did to Max Silver. Roll to kick some ass. Okay, so uh, a 6 and a 6 is a 12, plus my tough of 3 is a 15. 15? Uh, yeah, I suppose you succeed. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and try to do as little harm as possible to myself. Okay, you're going to take 1 damage, ignoring armor. Okay. And you deal how much to the creature? 2 harm. So... As your fist connects with this thing in the no-no spot, there's an explosion of sparkles and light and a brief burst of divine fire. It shrieks and hurls you into the water. All right. Um, 
I'm gonna attempt to turn midair to hopefully do at least some form of a dive so I at least know when I'm coming in contact with the water. Roll to act under pressure. Alright, a six and a two is an eight, plus my cool of one is a nine. You are able to prevent yourself from hitting the water full force, but you do end up a little bit disoriented, and it takes you longer than you'd like to find your way back to the surface. By the time you do, the boat has progressed further, and it may be difficult to catch back up. As I'm ducking and weaving and tossing around trying to avoid the birds, I catch glimpse of Father O'Malley hitting the water and call out, Og, you are a greatest, you are a greatest swimmer. You must go to the, you must go to the depths and retrieve him. Get Father O'Malley back on the, back on the ship. At this point, you look in Og's direction for the first time in some time, and he is wrestling with another one of these creatures. I'm going to try to run up to the creature and then hit the deck, hoping that all of the birds tackle into it. Roll to act under pressure. Okay, uh, a one and a two is three, plus my cool of one is a total of four. You run, you dive, but you misjudge the distance. You collide with this creature, and the birds collide with you. There is a large crash, and all of you are ass over tea kettle in a pile on the floor. Ebbs, you look up from working on your your mounting bolts, getting ready to possibly start up the engine when you hear the talons of this creature approaching, biting into the deck of your ship. You look up and it has a single-minded, hateful glare in its eyes. The claws on its fingers extend, and its slavering jaw swings wide. So, you know, I'm going to do a wiggly funny move in front of his face. Like, ah, I'm going to attack you and make him back up just a little bit. And when he does, I'm going to drop the anchor thingy. And when that happens, the chain around his feet that's like, you know, piled up on the ground is going to go whoop, 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 and take him away. Roll to act under pressure. I like that. Well, four to four is an eight. And my act under pressure is a one for a nine. So you drive it back with a quick swipe to its face and then flip the switch to drop anchor. It is quickly dragged away, but not so quickly that it doesn't grab a hold of you first. You and it hit the water and begin to sink. Father O'Malley, what would you like to do? As I approach the now motionless boat uh, while swimming and see ebbs swept over the side by the anchor chain... Uh, I swim I swim towards it and then uh, dive down in an attempt to help uh, pull Ebbs back up, hoping that it's just a creature that has him and he's not wrapped in the chain itself. Back to the boat. 
So Rosamond, you're in the middle of a pile of very strange things. There is a skinwalker. There is a shark man. There is a plethora of angry seagulls and a knight of the round table. Well, thankfully, two of those creatures are mostly benign. And I try to push Og away from the mess. You must save our comrades! They are overboard! Retrieve them! Bring them back on board the ship! Keep them safe! Roll to help out. A two and a three is a five. And with my cool of plus one, that is a total of six. So, you bark out orders to Og, and he tilts his head and looks at you. Water! Swim! Help! The skinwalker grabs your head and begins slamming it against the deck. Uh, water! Swim! Oh, safe! Ow! Uh, take two harm. Uh, the birds, meanwhile, are pack- pecking and scratching at everything they can get their hands on. Their beaks do appear to be causing damage to the skinwalker. So with that most recent failure of mine, I have leveled up. And I'm going to take the advanced improvement of marking two of my basic moves as advanced. Basic moves being kick some ass and protect someone. Very good. Would you like to try using one of those now? Why, yes. I would like to try and reverse this stranglehold that the skinwalker has on me in order to hold it in place and to use him as a shield for all of the beaks of the birds. Roll to act under pressure. I was hoping you would let some wrestling happen, but I will take what I'm given. Hey, that is a six and a three, plus my cool of one for a total of ten. So you shift and you twist, and the birds begin attacking this creature. And you hear sizzling as they peck into its flesh. It lets out this weird hissing noise that definitely doesn't come from its throat. And tries to flee. Oh, no, no, no. I tighten my grip harder and keep it right here. Roll to act under pressure again. A six and a two is eight, plus cool of one for nine. So you hold on and you refuse to let go. Until it's joints do. The arms just rip out of the sockets. And it leaves them behind as it dives into the water. Well, aren't you cheeky, you coward? Father O'Malley, you are diving deep into the water, following the chain that is thrashing wildly. Ebbs, what are you doing? So, like, when you say it got a hold of me, did it get a hold of my prosthetic foot that I could just, like, disconnect and swim away from? Roll to act under pressure. Okay. One and a five is a six. Cool one for a seven. So, yes, it did get a hold of your prosthetic leg. And you are able to reach down and release it. However, you do take three harm. From the creature thrashing and attacking you while you do so. Is that armor defeating? It is not. I take no harm. (laughs) You were definitely able to notice that sometimes these creatures' attacks are very precise and very deadly and sharp. 
and sometimes not so much. Well, I'm not the smart one, so I swim away. And you encounter a priest swimming down in search of you. As soon as I see Ebbs coming up, I just grab his hand and help him kick towards the surface. Hooray! And without too much more trouble, you reach the top. You're both able to breathe? Yes. Osmond, are there still birds up there? What's that? And I'm still swinging the two arms that I have in my hands, like sticks, trying to bat away all of the birds that are trying to still swarm and peck at it, so that they go for them and not me. The birds are starting to lose fight. They're backing off and making some distance. Well, once I get a hold of myself, I'm going to raise anchor and turn the engine on and get us to the island, because the birds aren't going there. And these thingies didn't go there, which means I think the closer we are, the safer we are. And that's where I want to be. So, you know. So let me confirm this. You are raising anchor? Well, I'm going to tell one of the dudes with their sharp pointy things to, like, go stand over there and stab the thing that comes up out of the water. Vigorously. All right, dudes? All right. Well, we will keep an eye out, my son, as you raise the anchor. Yeah. Just, you know, if there's something there, stab it. Unless it's the anchor. You don't stab the anchor anyway, too, just to check. And I raise anchor. Well, Trevor, please roll to act under pressure. Oh, man. A lot of people watching me. Last well, six and a two is an eight. And my cool one makes a nine. And who is watching the... the anchor raise? I know I am. Please roll to help out. Alrighty. All right, well, a six and a two is an eight. Help out is my cool, which is a plus one, so a nine. Okay. The anchor comes up and the creature is gone. You turn on the engine and coast the rest of the way to the island. Hey, folks. Welcome to the middle of episode 21. Hey, yeah, episode 21. Well... Folks, this is, as always, your mid-episode reminder to check us out everywhere you check out your favorite podcasts. That includes Podbean, iHeartRadio, Apple iStore, Spotify, anywhere you're looking for a good podcast, you can check out Umbral Theater Presents Expeditions of the Extra Normal, as well as our new podcast, Weirdwood Preparatory Academy. It's a Monster Hearts-esque game. Oh, it, it is using Monster Hearts. And just as a reminder, that is an adults-only game, an M-rated game. They don't keep it as clean as we do on this channel. But it's a great show. It's well worth your time. Stay safe. We love you. All that good stuff. And now, back to the show. It's a bit of a rocky shore. Not much sand. There's a small island, maybe, I don't know, 500 feet across. It's fairly heavily forested. I will scout out and begin to follow the natural path leading up from the shore into the woods. You begin traversing through the forest. Before you get too far, a man blocks your path. He's wearing a grass skirt and a wooden mask carved with all kinds of Celtic symbols. It's kind of like a 
a wolf mask, maybe? But done in Celtic swirls. He has a spear in his hands. He does not look particularly intimidating. Uh, stop! Who goes there? Hello, my son. My name is Father Donald O'Malley. Oh, Father O'Malley? Oh, uh, it's you guys. Hey, hey. He takes off the mask, and you recognize Rudy. Oh, hey, man. It's Pizza Delivery Guy. Uh, it's, it's hamburgers, but yeah, yeah. Well, I was uh, delivering some, some burgers, and then the, the ground left. And I was stuck on it, and I don't have a way to get back. Yeah, that's California for you. Sutton, how long have you been out here? Uh, since the before times? I see. Well, it's on the... I don't know, it's all been so... <clears throat> so Ru- harsh since, uh... Since, you know, the incident. Rudy, uh, you haven't perchance seen... Uh, the hippies who were communing in the same parking lot that uh, we used to park our van in, have you? No, you're looking for the druids. Yes, exactly. Oh, they're right over this way. Come on. And he leads you through. Well, gentlemen, this certainly seems familiar. This is the second time we've gone through the woods to find the druids. And the second time we've been beset by the same nemeses. Indeed. Don't forget the seagulls, too. It's probably a a visit from our good friend, the seagull man. Yeah, what was with that? Did I see them helping you at the end there? What was going on, man? It appears that whatever power lines their piercing beaks was supremely effective at actually piercing the hides of those skin-changing creatures. Well, that's what I mean. Like, were they attacking it for you, or were you using it and, like, attacking them? And I assume that those feathered inconveniences were trying to peck at anything in arm's reach, or wing's breadth, I suppose. So I hoisted this monster into the direction of the beaks. Okay, I just got the feeling, you know, they were friends, and then I thought they were foes, so it's good to know they're friends, because, you know, that's easier to deal with. Because if you were friends and foes, and we're foes, the friend of your enemy is a friend of your foe, or something like that. And that's not cool, man, you know? So I'm just, I'd just rather they both be enemies, and that's cool. It would teach them to learn to salute. The standard form of greeting is rather iresome. Well, all right. As you reach the top of the shallow hill that defines this isle, there is, in fact, a small village. There are wooden houses and some solar panels hooked up to some RVs. Do I see my boat? Yes. Hey, it's my boat! And I run to it. As you run towards the boat, children run past you, cheering and shouting. And you get not many steps before you collapse from lack of leg. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to see that so few things have changed. And get a handstand. Oh, oh, hey there, guys. Hey, how's it going? Oh, hey, man. And Bob rushes over to greet you. Oh, it is good to see you in fine health, Sir Robert. Please, just Bob. Bob, it is strange that uh, we should find you on this island. How did... Uh, the tribe come to be here? Uh, we had to, to flee the Green Rains. There wasn't much else we could do. Head into the city? No thank you. It came to our attention uh, a story that your collection of druids may have created some sort of 
curative fruit that can reverse the outbreak of soda-style zombies in the city. Oh, yeah. One of our high priestesses was working on that. That was uh, Manu. I don't know if you've met her. I don't believe I've had the pleasure, but uh, certainly uh, we've... Short girl, indie rock t-shirts, rides a giant bird. Oh, yes. Well, then, in that case, uh, we have met. I'm pretty sure we fought on your cabin step. Oh, yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, man. It feels, feels like it was so long ago. It's like another lifetime. We've been living out here on Atuin for so long. Does time move different here? I try walking backwards. Uh, you again fall due to lack of leg. God, foot! I hurry over and help him up onto my shoulder to act as a third and fourth leg. You look a little uh, shorter than last time I saw you. Yes, uh, unfortunately, due to some extreme events, young Ebbs had to sacrifice his own foot. Snowboarding accident, huh? I wish. Scuba. But, in the nature of the Lord giving as he taketh away, Bob, we would like to introduce you to our newest friend, Og. Oh, I, you, I see you brought a shark. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't be shy. Go on, say hello. Uh, 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 hello. I am Og. Good job, man. Can I eat him? No, Og, no. This is yet again uh, a friend. Also, I'm not entirely certain that if you ate him, your um, your right mind would uh, still be in control, so. Yes, all the people on this island are not to be eaten. They are good people. They are righteous. Also the bird. Please do not eat the giant bird. Oh, Manu's not here right now. If she isn't, do you know where she's gone? Uh, she should be back in a couple of days. She was traveling to get some seeds from her homeland. I must say, we were, on our way out to your island, accosted by a rather large and suspect group of pigeons. Or seagulls, rather. Pigeons, seagulls. They all taste the same with barbecue. But we were also accosted by those shape-changing beasts that attacked you when we were fleeing your original camp. Yeah, we're not sure what happened with those. The... The only one who can control the birds like that was was Barty Russo, but, well, we're pretty sure that the enemy got him. We were forced to flee rather swiftly. Where did they come from? You know, the shape-changing things. What are they? Well, we call them skinwalkers, but that's... I'm not sure that's the right word. Uh, could you roll to investigate a mystery? Oh, sure, man. I'm really good at that. Well, a five and a four is a nine. And my sharp two makes that an eleven. So you get to hold two. I do get to hold two. And investigate a mystery. I guess, what sort of creature is it? Would be the question I ask for this one particularly. There's a ritual that is uh, spoken of in some of the oldest druid myths where it's possible to steal a creature's heart 
and if they're strong enough, if they've got enough power, you take control of their body. So if you do this to a druid, you end up with one of those. They're almost impossible to put down because you need to destroy their heart. Is the heart with them? Not if whoever made them has half a mind. And you don't know who it is that may have made them, correct? We don't have a good guess as to who it is. It's it's something we would really appreciate any info if you stumble across it. Well, I have a cool move called Connect the Dots. And in the beginning of the mystery, I made a roll. And I get to ask a question. And that question is, how does this mystery connect to the bigger picture? Well, in the time you've been researching and solving mysteries and fighting monsters, everything keeps coming back to the grail. Okay, so it's likely somebody is doing naughty things with the grail and they have control of the baddies. So ultimately, we're going to turn these people back with the flowers or the fruits or the plant and then go assault a soda company? Gentlemen? Well, yes. Again, what we can tell you, Bob, from our own endeavors is it's quite possible that someone behind the scenes at the Blue Harbors Corporation controls the Holy Grail. We uh, encountered a replica that did contain some power on our last foray into the city, and everything seems to be pointing back to the company that produces Mountain Sea Blast, the substance that ultimately resulted in the current state of Los Angeles. Yeah, some of the kids have been calling it the Soda Apocalypse. Clever. But it doesn't seem like these skinwalkers have anything to do with that, that soda. No, but it is possible that these are another weapon in the arsenal of whoever our own overarching foe may be. Yes, for when we stumbled across and vanquished the villainous Max Silver, he had in his possession the very imitation of the grail that we mentioned. We confirmed with the Lady Titania herself that it is indeed of the spitting image, but of a strange new material, plastic. Oh, I missed that part. So anyway, when will the bird chick be back? Couple of days. It might be worth, uh, you know, taking a load off for a little while, resting a bit. You can see if Grandma can do something about your foot. Oh, cool, man. And I start the montage walk. So the montage begins, and the montage is just you tripping over yourself every three or four seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't have that anymore. Oh, man. I need that thing. Stupid foot. Uh, you did have one more question to ask. Um. From Investigative Mystery. I did. So I guess. I know what I would ask. Me too. Where did it go? Well, we have a ward up that stops anything being influenced by unnatural forces from coming into the immediate area of the island. So while the birds have been, been around a lot, they haven't been able to get in. It's probably what's keeping the skinwalkers at bay, too. Okay, so I guess they went outside the, the barrier. All right, bet. 
Back to my montage. And you could back to the montage where uh, you are tripping just as badly as before. Gotta be good at something. Roughly 15 minutes of montage later, you arrive at a small hut with a young girl sitting out front whom you recognize. Good afternoon, grandmother. It's pleasant to see you again. There are both more and less of you than last time. Indeed. Uh, certainly his designs have resulted in some interesting uh, happenstance. But uh, as we are here and are awaiting the return of Manu, we did wonder if you might not have some way to help young Trevor uh, regain balance, as it were. You're so eloquent with words. Roll to manipulate someone. Okay, a four and a two is a six, plus three is a nine. I would like to also chime in. And perhaps as well, I also have a spinal affliction, removing my helmet. I have lost an eye in the midst of combat, dealing with the aftermath of the green rainfall which caused you all to flee here. And gesture at the large bandage wrapped around my head, covering an eye. I'd like you to roll to help out. A five and a six plus my cool of one makes that a twelve, granting a plus one. I see, I see. There is perhaps something we could do to help the two of you. If, and only if, you are able to earn the boon of Atuin. Um, what? The boon of Atuin. If I recall, that is the name of this very island that we are all upon. Very well, I accept this challenge. This is not an island. Yeah, Turtle? And with that, you hear a low, rumbling noise coming from beneath the ground you're standing on. Oh. That felt like a rumbling yes. I must admit, I would not know the difference were it a rumbling no. I feel more like a rumbling no would have been like, you know, the waters cascading up along the side, drowning us because it felt insulted because it was an all-powerful, deific creature. But, you know. But all-powerful, deific creatures also do that to say yes. You bring up a fair point. Either way, Grandmother, would you be able to point us in the right direction towards beginning a quest to gain the boon? I shall prepare the special herbs. That we might begin the journey. Oh, special herbs. Trevor, I believe that is your specialty. Yeah, man. These herbs will assist us in finding the truth. Let us learn that which we ignore and see the forgotten. After dinner this evening by the fire, we shall begin. And then we cut to another montage of Trevor trying to cross back across the camp to the campfire. Later that evening, after a wonderful stew made of various vegetables grown on the island, Grandma comes out with a worn and weathered copper kettle. She pours a concoction into it and heats it over the fire. 
breathe in the fumes and you will soon be ready. Well, I'll take a deep breath, man. Yes, I'll lean over and inhale the fumes as well. As do I. I would like each of you to roll against your worst stat. I have two worst stats. They're both zeros, so I guess I'm rolling against a zero. Well, what is it? Do you got to tell us what it is? Don't be a chump. Oh, gosh. Fine. I have a charm of zero, and I have a tough of zero. My tough used to be negative one, but I fixed that with level one time. Conversely, uh, I have a penalty in weird of minus one. I, I have a charm of zero and a weird of zero. Uh, but I feel like because I raised my charm once from a negative one to a zero, that that should be the stat that I roll against. Perfectly acceptable. Have you decided? I shall roll against top. Okay. Well, a four and a five is a nine. And the zero makes it a nine. Oh, a five and a three is an eight. Minus one is seven. A four and a three is a seven. Plus a zero is a seven. So, you all close your eyes, and you all breathe in deeply. And the world begins to melt away. 